2: Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, hey, with the Defective Characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm James. (laughs) Hey, I'm Dennis. (laughs) I knew it. You can't beat me in everything. (laughs) The opinions are our own without representing any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on growth and recovery in this episode 136 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Uh, Woo-hoo. You know, Dennis, you just got to get over. You can't always be, well, I guess second in this case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, one day I'm going to be first. I'm going to send out the tweet. Yeah.
2: I I don't know. I think we all woke up on the red side of the bed today. I don't know what the heck is going on.
1: Well, that's you a know? great thing. I think it's the weather. It's freaking beautiful out.
2: Yeah.
0: I did. Yeah. Warn- I was going to be second.
2: It's I. It's funny. So like in central Florida, I'd say the majority, actually, I don't want to say the majority cause we do have a, a couple of listeners from Europe that every single week, they're some of the first to uh, listen, but in central Florida um, I thought the temperatures were right on what they usually are. I guess it's usually 84 and, uh, and we're under, we've been under that the last couple of days. So Dennis's favorite weather. It is.
1: It's freaking the perfect weather.
2: Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. So how's everything been, James, since you're obviously, uh, you know, quick to the draw and uh, connecting faster than Dennis again. Speaking of quick
0: to the draw, Dennis and I had a conversation with a listener and he said he loves our podcast, but he would change one thing. Just our our last seven days, shorten it just a little bit, because it's all BS. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's not real? No. That was
0: a true conversation.
1: It was a true conversation. (laughs) But then I I kindly explained to him, it's like, well, we actually have some listeners who tune in just to catch up on our lives every week.
2: Was was the BS, because, I mean, we can play around with some stuff. Was the BS because he couldn't... um, relate to it like he he couldn't see himself in that maybe yeah and he wanted to get more he likes the meat and potatoes Mm -hmm. and of the recovery conversations we have and that's that's why i mean this in particular this week's episode's topic i think is a little bit of the seven days included in it and showing that yeah when you do i mean right like when you come into the rooms you're trying to stay away besides the fact that when Dennis did, he had that year without it. But still that was a little dry drunkenness as you've said in your story, you know, um, before. <laughs> before you came into the rooms. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's a lot of people that once they actually get that, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that pink cloud then goes away and then you're like, Oh no, now what do I do? Uh, So the last seven days and Dennis talking about anxiety and different appointments and things that he did, or uh, James working, being away from his kids, going to get his kids to see and to not pick up a drink or a drug dealing with um, life on life's terms. So I think that's the, that's, that's at least When we talk about the last seven days, that's what I get out of when you guys share about that.
1: Well, for me too, it's also like it's recovery in action. It's our fellowship working. Like We Mm -hmm. can sit here and talk about recovery all day, but those last seven days of us catching each other up being – like in of each other's lives and supporting each other, like that's recovery in action. You
0: know? Oh yeah. Just, I wasn't suggesting we change anything.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you think I care? Like in my, in my job, <laughs> I deal with that all the time and I just kind of, I go, okay, duly noted, like one person out of the millions of people, uh, <laughs> on the face of the earth, you know, but, uh, you know, another another appreciated customer. What do they say? Customer is always a customer. So they're... <laughs> they're paying. So, I went. So, um, st- I went on the of
0: Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That was
2: wonderful. They're, Tell us the best. Are they doing that? Like I, I saw somebody post on it, but I didn't think that had started for uh, friends and family yet.
0: Well, I went as a cast member, so I can't talk about it. But I just can cons- oh. I love it. And it will be open to the public on May twenty-seventh. Wow.
1: Can you can you tell me how does it compare to like Avatar? No. It's a better no. Yo, know, you can't tell me or no, it doesn't compare.
2: My lips are sealed. All right. <laughs> how about this one? What's your prediction of how long the line is gonna be? Uh hundred 220
0: minutes no it's gonna be a virtual queue just like it was for oh like, no for I don't like that it's that's what it is Why don't you like, I'll show you how to do it if you need to no I know the tips and tricks
2: yeah but even I, well yes first of all yes yeah. uh and second uh i don't i, I don't like the virtual queue I don't like it. I'm pretty. But, sure That's what it's gonna be. But you could go like just
1: get in the virtual queue and then go do something else. No peaches. You know?
2: Quiet. That's
1: not peaches. That's a neighbor's dog.
2: Oh, the problem I have is I have the Monday through Friday passes, so I would probably have to either take the day off from work. Complete. It's not like even if there was a three-hour wait, if I went early then I could go and still go to work. With the yeah. virtual queue, odds are it would ask me to get back sometime in the afternoon or night, and I wouldn't yeah. be able to make it. So, that makes sense. But it's it's a good ride that you can't talk about. Well, I mean, I think you've already told us too much, James. I know. I felt oh, guilty. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you didn't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> if this gets out, do you think th- they're gonna give you a warning? No one knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> completely anonymous. Uh well that's good, James C. So uh way to way to go. How's everything else been? So the ride was good.
0: Yep. Oh, and um they didn't let us stay at Epcot, so I went to Universal Studios com- right afterwards and rode roller coasters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Because you're still blacked out. Yep, exactly. That's
1: weird. They let you into the park to ride the ride, but you couldn't hang out in the park.
0: Correct. And I rode Hagrid's Magical Motorbike and Velocicoaster and Fast and the Furious. Guess which one was the best? Hagrid. Fast and the Furious.
2: Oh, a lot of people don't like that. That's interesting. It was surprisingly bad, but it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was uh, how was the, the Easter celebrations?
0: Uh, I went to church, and then I took my wife out to eat at my new restaurant. She had never been there, and she loved it. And then I worked that night. I picked up a shift. Well,
2: that's nice. Yeah. Good. Thanks for your service there. Dennis. Hey.
1: My last seven days. Let's see. No, just Easter. Hmm.
0: I don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Easter! I didn't really do much. Hung out at home. My mom made a big giant ham, so I ate a bunch of that. that was Did good. it have little clovers stuck in it? Clovers? No. Why would there be clovers stuck in a ham? I mean, cloves. cloves. Cloves? Yeah. No. Okay. It was it was a honey baked ham. I think tasted like it
0: anyways
2: <laughs> uh, or clover sticking in it i feel like the yeah. honey baked ham is is almost like the uh easter's version of the kleenex you know where yeah it, like it the might, brand honey baked yeah, ham like people just assume if it was a really good ham it must have been a honey baked ham yeah or in reality well, this, you know, yeah this one
1: was. wasn't actually like a, the brand it was just uh type of recipe you know what i'm saying like yeah. it was a, okay a honey-baked ham but not it was an adhesive ham not a banned ham
2: <laughs> get it? Is that joke? Was that joke too no, far? No. I, I got it it did take me a minute and, and you know what i don't even know if i got it completely i think this afternoon or maybe next tuesday i'll get it
1: <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> other than that not much i did go to the doctor i don't know if i mentioned it the last time and they switched up my medicine because you know my medicine was making me super sleepy and so they moved the one that they think is making me sleepy to me taking it at night instead of taking it in the morning mm. and then um so i've been like all messed up on that like forgetting to take my medicine and like stuff like that and then yesterday i ended up I went to bed at like the normal time, but I ended up sleeping till like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I got up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not taking a nap today.
0: Wouldn't that be and 11 I, o'clock at night? 11
1: o'clock. Well, 11 o'clock in the morning, I guess. Like, oh. yeah, sorry. <laughs> It felt like afternoon to me. <laughs> that's, a
2: good, that's a good question, James.
1: <laughs> no, you're what? absolutely right.
2: I love it at the afternoon.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Wouldn't that be that nice? That,
2: uh, might have been, that might have been the first time in history that anyone's ever called 11 AM. <laughs> what kind of medicine are you on? <laughs>
0: oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. oh geez that that was that was solid so that was solid so you didn't get any sleep that day
1: no i actually ended up like falling asleep again at like two something three o'clock and slept till like four o'clock
2: in the afternoon
0: in the afternoon okay i get
1: those. so like that it was all mess messed up day yesterday of of too much sleep i guess and then now I'm super tired right now. Yeah, so
2: I purpose I purposely try to stick to a schedule even when I have different things going on. Um, it doesn't always work, but you know, yeah. Well, I definitely try to keep to a schedule, but I don't
1: have a lot of control over it these days. Yeah, I hear you. So. But it well, is what it is.
2: Oh, well, cool. I had a, uh, a pretty fun thing. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I have a conversation or talk about something or think about something in life, it usually comes to fruition without me actually having any control of it. Last Thursday, I brought up to uh, my brother that I hadn't met my ex-wife's boyfriend yet. And I don't know if I'm supposed to want to meet him because he's in my daughter's life. And he said, "Well, why don't you just, you know, deal with it when it comes, you know, and you know if it gets proposed, then, then yeah, then you, you meet him." And on uh, Saturday, as we did the switch with Olivia for Easter, uh, Saturday 6 p.m. until Sunday. Uh, afternoon I got a text an hour before I was going to drop Olivia off from my ex saying hey do you want to meet my boyfriend I've been seeing him for a while and I was grateful that uh, maybe because I had that conversation and I had thought about it and known about it for a good bit and it's so far even though it was only a couple years ago um, it's so far removed from I have no emotion of like um, like that was supposed to be me, you know. Like I, I know that that God put me on this path, so I said yes, and I met him, and I have told the interaction to a couple people, and they said that I did not react poorly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't, they said I. T- okay, so anyway, so what I, happened? Yeah, I yeah I went up to the door, and he was there. Uh, the, my ex-wife answered the door. Olivia went in, and he was holding back his dog, who was a medium-sized dog. I don't know what breed. He's like a black mixed, black and brown mixed dog, and the dog was gonna jump everywhere. And uh, I shook his hand. It's so nice to meet you. He said the same. And then he said, "Uh, wow, you guys did a really great job raising Olivia." And I think probably the most appropriate response would be, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say that.
2: that wasn't no. even in like the top list of things that came to my mind. Um, my response was looking at Olivia as she was at that point being held by her mom. And I said, yep, she's a good egg. And <laughs> then, Eastern, I that's said, a good one. I said, Nice. Yep. Nice to meet you. And I left. And that was it. I didn't inquire, Hey, who are you? What do you do? Uh, do you have any kids? You got family around here? Any of that stuff. Uh, that's all I said. And then I said goodbye. And I think that's probably the best thing I could have done because I didn't want to linger. Honestly, didn't care to yeah. meet him because I would. I would trust that there wouldn't be somebody crappy picked to be put in my daughter's life by my ex-wife. So that's what I would hope, you know, at the very least somebody that isn't a bad influence. And, uh, and that's it. My brother said, I should do something else. He said, I should have said, well, yeah, we, we raised her to this point. Now you're a part of it. So don't screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh and,
2: i didn't do that i did not i didn't uh you know i don't know
1: it I sounds like you did just fine
2: i didn't know what the hell else to say it was one of the, it was a very awkward time you know yeah
1: but you didn't really make it more awkward like if you would have done the interview question thing that would have made it a lot more awkward
2: yeah i mean would i like to know those things i suspect if he had kids it would be it would be different. Like th- then, I would have been told that there was that. You know, I think I was shown the only kid in his life, being that he had a dog that was like jumping around, and and that was that was that. You know, just because yeah. I, I extended that courtesy of telling my ex wife that, yep, there's two other boys that are you know around Olivia, and and that's that. So, but that was, that was a fun, different thing. And then we hung, hung out with, uh, with my girlfriend, Becky's, uh, family. We also did Easter egg hunt, uh, with all of them. And it was, uh, it was really fun. It was nice. a good time. So that's, that's the, uh, the big things the last seven days and a topic that Dennis actually, uh, came up with after picking a couple other topics that we had already done. Um, you you picked out growth and recovery in a, yeah. so to speak.
1: What? So to speak, you picked So it to out. speak. Yeah. Yeah. It, I I found it really funny because like every week you're like throwing out topics and I'm always and I'm always like, didn't we already do this one? And you're like, Nope. And I look through and nope, we didn't do it. And then this week, I was picking out topics, and every single one that I picked, like, throughout there, we had literally already done. And I was like, damn it, I'm not good at this. But
2: you know, well, it's just because I I will come up with a topic, come up with some questions. I'll also come up with uh, some, I like when I edit, I have to actually type it in. So I think that's how I just remember. Of what we do, yeah. because I had to do it just a couple times more than you. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but do you, we, do you we've do?
1: done so many at this point, though That's I can't true. remember them all.
2: That's true, and because you, you sent a sentence
1: um,
2: to us first, and then I said, "Well, this this would be a topic from that." Do you remember what that was? Yeah.
1: The sentence was basically like growing as a person in recovery. You know, so not necessarily just growing like when I thought about it, it wasn't just the idea of like growing in recovery, like going through the steps and doing that. It's like we actually change as a person. And if we're doing it right, hopefully we're like becoming better people, you know, like making better choices, maybe a little kinder, you know, like that's what I was thinking.
2: So we'll, we'll play on that. Do your share on that and we can we can do the same yeah i mean okay um
1: i think uh like before recovery you know i was very self-centered obviously and like i made a lot of bad choices in my life you know and a lot of times when it came down to a moment of like making the choice a lot of times i i did know what was right and wrong or whatever but i would consistently almost consistently like make the choice that i thought benefited me the most you know and obviously (laughs) i got a lot of trouble for that over time and hurt a lot of people um close to me and stuff but um i think now like being in recovery and, uh, and actually trying to be a good person that You know, I would uh, early in sobriety or whatever, I would consciously make those like decisions, you know, like you're in a situation and it's like, uh, do I tell this person that I'm too busy to help them move or do I go help them move? In early recovery, I had to like consciously think like, okay, what is the right thing to do? What, you know, let me be a service and help this person move. Before recovery, that decision would be like, no, I don't want to help someone move a couch up three stories, so I'm not going to do it. Where now, after time of consciously making those right decisions, like, like it becomes I w- almost second nature. I don't want to say it's second nature, but almost second nature to where I make those right decisions you know, and try not to be as selfish in the situations and stuff but i don't know that's all i got right now i would like to hear what y'all think of that and then i'll maybe throw some in later
2: how do you think you're doing like you meant you mentioned that the growth that like who do you gauge your growth on what people say to you like do you feel it if, if, uh, or if James and I say, oh, you know, yeah, you've changed. You've, you know, um, you're getting better or you're working on that. I don't like, I
1: try not to like gauge it, like compare myself to other people and stuff. I think a lot of times if I make like a blatantly like, bad decision or or act completely selfishly i do feel that kind of guilt in a way you're like you know i know i should have done it the other way or if i'm like say something wrong to someone it's like i know that i'm need to make it and you know make an amends or whatever and fix whatever the problem is but i think like the biggest like gauge that i can say is like to compare myself to who I used to be is when a newcomer comes in and I see how they act and what they're going through and stuff. And that reminds me of like, Oh, where was I my first month in, in the rooms, you know? And like, I remember who I used to be. So it's like the comparison kind of comes, you know, in this situation, what would I have done Two years ago or three years ago you know
2: wouldn't it be cool if just like a driver's license when you came into AA, they took a picture and <laughs> you could see the dilapidated messes that we were and now you get to see the upright dilapidated messes that we <laughs> hey at least our knuckles aren't dragging anymore i guess that would be nice, James. Do you have a, a a share on Dennis's topic?
0: Dennis, thanks for coming up with the topic. It really warms my heart. Part of this team, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, when I think of growth and recovery, well, first of all, I think that you know I am recovered. It says in the book that when after doing the steps, we're recovered from this this hopeless state of mind and body. You know where where at before I came into the program all I thought about was drinking and when I took a drink I couldn't stop drinking I am recovered from that you know by the grace of God and so I think about growth as an ex-drinker or a sober person or a new child of God walking in the light of the Spirit and growth to me looks like getting closer to God And because when I'm close to God and following his good works and his advice, you know, everything else just seems to fall into place. Um, That's kind of a blanketed answer. Uh, Growth for me is not reacting um, to critiques or criticism from my wife, from my managers, from coworkers. Um, Instead, pausing, smiling, accepting the criticism or critique, and nodding, sometimes saying, well, you don't really want to say nothing because they don't like that. You got to kind of acknowledge that they're talking to you. Um, but you don't have to, for me, I don't have to respond. Um, because my my whole life I've just, you know, when every anyone says anything that is like, you know, this isn't quite the way you do it. You know, you take it personally. I I take it personally. Like, what do you mean? How dare you correct me? So that's been kind of, a something I've been growing in just responding positively or neutrally to criticism. Um, I've been growing, I've kind of been diverting. I, in my meditation game, you know, early on I meditated a lot. My sponsor was all about meditation. You know that Mike, mm-hmm. he, um, he taught me how to meditate, but, you know, over the past couple of years, I've been doing it less and less. And so instead of growing in my meditation game, I've been diverting back to, you know, which goes in hand in hand with, you know, taking um, things personally and just reacting. Because if my mind's not calm from meditation, then I'm going to react to things more. Um, I've been growing Um, You know, with my relationship with my wife, uh, I'll, um, as part of, um, you know, I keep saying, you know, sorry, that's getting annoying to me too. (laughs) Uh, We, um, I send her a scripture every Sunday with a picture of me and her and she turns that picture into uh, her watch face, her iPhone watch face not iPhone, her iWatch, Apple Watch. And she puts the scripture on the picture. And I do that once a week, and she'll remind me. So that's a good way that we can have a scripture for the week and we can just kind of communicate. We're going to start reading the Bible together, which I think is pretty cool. And we're going to start exercising together. She said that this morning, actually. I was like, let's start today. She's like, "Mm, maybe next week. (laughs) All right. I was surprised. I said, let's do it today. You know, I was just like, why not now? And um, it's cool. uh, I could go on and on, but you know, I I really want to hear what Mike has to say.
2: Thanks guys. And I was, I was listening to you. I really was um, and was thinking about how many weeks we've been doing this. And you guys are coming up on five years uh, in the program and working program and I think it's crazy that now that I think this week or last week would have been you guys have been sober uh in the program longer doing this podcast than you have before you started doing this podcast now, Wow, that's crazy to think so you you've been sober doing this podcast the majority of the time that you've been that you've been in so way to go you know well that's it's so so i mean speaking of growth you guys could definitely look from two years and four months sober or five months sober to 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 today to being only really uh what about a month and change away from uh five years so I don't know. That's pretty cool. Way to go. That is pretty cool. Way to go, guys. Um, (laughs) I always find it really challenging to not compare myself to other people that are doing uh, more, whether it's in their program, in their family, and in any aspect, in their work, and I hate it. It's, it's very toxic. And I don't, I don't blame anybody but me, you know, from, uh, thinking of like, Oh, I should do that. Like my, my brother, for example, who, who isn't one of us, he works all the time, crazy hours and supports his family. And also, is their head coach for their sports teams. And I'm like, how in the world and every single night he does it? And I just I can't wrap my head around how somebody's able to to do that. And then I had a conversation with him and he's like, I don't I don't know how you're able to stay so positive with everything. And he has a tough time. Staying positive with it, and says that he looks at um, any of the conversations we have, and he can't wrap his head around that because, you know, I was brought up the the gloom and doom that the sunniest outlook you can have is planning for the worst, like hoping for the best but planning for the worst, and that was seen positivity growing up and the big change for me in growth is it's not every day, but it is at least 90% of the time I'm able to pull off having a, um, a sunny outlook on things and knowing that even when it's bad if I just in a lot of cases don't do anything then it gets better And most importantly, it won't get worse. You know, usually a lot of action for me, if I'm mad about something, my first reaction is going to make it terrible. You know, it's, it's just, it's not going to make it good at all. And that is tremendous growth in that, you know, when I, when I came in, I, I was down on my luck, so to speak. And I knew that I had to put in the work to have that be the growth. So I'm hoping like the 90% or whatever it is continues and it just continues to get more. Like that's what growth I'm focused on. And I'm able to do that with service work and with really like using the tools. And I'm the same way as you, James. the The meditation um, stuff has been has been challenging, you know, to be consistent. And am I happier days I'm able to do it? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But there's also whether it's uh, not good or what. It's not like I hear voices like, "Oh, don't do it." don't meditate let's have a real bad day it's not that, because i will have days without it that are great and i have gratitude in those days too you know um, yeah mike if, it's not like if we don't meditate we're gonna have a
0: bad day in fact our mind knows that if we don't meditate we'll probably be fine be fine mm. which is why like oh do i really want to take the time but we're really taking time for ourselves and it is better and we know it. We're just stubborn, I think. And we're, we're just always go, go, go. Sorry Mm -hmm. to interject.
2: No, no. I mean, that's really what this is, what this is all about. Um, But I, I feel like there's steady growth, not and It's really the problem solving, right? Like you hear somebody else going through something and how they dealt with it. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. I got that. Now I, now I know how I I was very uh, blessed this last month. I don't think I, I talked about it a little bit. I didn't, I started not having appreciation for the career that, I mean, I picked out this career and I started to not have gratitude. And I felt like many days of being like, Oh, why is this happening? Oh, how do I don't want to have to do this? And about a month ago, a, uh, old professor of mine from college asked me if I could speak to a student that was writing a paper and do like a 30 minute or hour long interview over the phone. So I did that with him, And then uh, this past week there was a university of Florida student that reached out (coughs) and asked if, if they could do it as well, you know? So like more opportunities are coming up. And I think it's kind of funny how that works. You know, that's it goes right in line with uh, me not knowing if I wanted to meet my ex-wife's boyfriend and which honestly would have broke me down to tears even thinking about that two years ago. Um, And then having that thought and conversation with my brother who, because of his schedule, I hadn't been able to really connect with him much. I talked to him for like almost two hours and part of that conversation I think got me ready for it. Just like me not having gratitude and like mentioning to like Dennis, like, Oh, I don't want to have to do this. Then having those two conversations, you know, when I was really down on my luck and was doing everything under the sun because I wanted to do this career and turning 25 years old and counting out pennies to get 89 cent taco from Taco Bell on my birthday because I wanted a birthday taco, you know, it's like, who doesn't want a birthday taco? (laughs) Everyone (laughs) deserves a birthday taco. (laughs) So are you calling me taco? That'd be a cool nickname. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey taco. Um, But uh, I don't, I, I I see a lot of growth and I, I just put the bat down. I feel like the days where I go, Oh, I'm not growing. I'm just beating myself up. And Danny, Danny, who we've talked about many a time and has told his story on the podcast, Danny M. He he told me that many, many times, you know, to put the bat down. So I always say that to myself and remind myself how important that is. Anything else? Anything else, Dennis?
1: Yeah, I got a fun game that we could try playing that might go horribly wrong. Uh, Probably. Okay, so let's each... Say something that we've seen the other two grow in since we've known them. So I'll like go first. All right. So James, when I first met James, he would press everyone's buttons to try to get a raise out of them and say like shocking things just to try to get a reaction out of me or whatever. And it would it would annoy people sometimes. And he doesn't do that nearly as much now. So I see that as like really good growth. And then for Mike, I didn't know Mike early in sobriety. So I don't know exactly how he was from early sobriety. But from what I hear in the stories and stuff, he had a a penchant for running away from problems, you know, and going and sitting alone and drinking and stuff where now what i've seen you do in the last couple of years and the adversity that you've gone through and stuff you've handed it with dignity and utilized the programming and, and actually drew closer to god in that adversity and stuff and i i see that as a
2: constant growth kind of thing all right next Thanks, De- thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Be- James. You want to go next, or you want me to? Uh, you go. Okay. I got uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I would say I would say Dennis for real. Um, when it comes to the meetings that in early sobriety, I the m- meetings that I went with you. To you, I wouldn't be making eye contact with people that were sharing at all. And not that that's bad, but I really feel like you started plugging in and you were consistently early in sobriety at meetings because you knew that that's like where it was at. But the service work that you provided through the pandemic, even though. When meetings were back in, you might not have been at that meeting. People uh, became so – you were so relied on that I know that there was pressure that you felt even as far as you shared it about the coffee, like saying like, well, if I don't do it, nobody else will. And then taking that step of, oh, well – I am just going to, you know, bring it up in conversation. And then somebody took action to it. And I think that opened up a whole new thing for you where, you know, that you're not expected to do something. People are just appreciating that you do it. And if you can, they, they get it and they will, they will pick that up. And that's one of the beautiful, beautiful things about the program. Um, but it was really fun to, to see that. Uh, and James, I, as far as the first time that, uh, and first couple times that I met you and Dennis, probably within it, I don't, it's funny. I don't even remember some of the early conversations that we had. I just know that it was, you know, 10 to 15 minutes outside after the meeting and uh, seeing, and hearing that you were going to meetings every single day and hearing you share and also finding out, I don't, I don't know when, it was probably one of the first bunch of times that I found out that we were um, brothers in that we have the same sponsor, that it was fun seeing some of like hearing some of the things afterwards that you said and going, Oh, That's probably why we connected, because you were saying some of the same phrases or things that you were learning from the person that without Brian, I don't think I would have known how much I had to plug in when I moved to Florida with only a year and a half in sobriety, you know, and knowing that that's still in its infancy because I drank hard for 10 years with very little stop you know every single day so i i couldn't just expect that i was going to get it and be good you know i needed to do it every day so it was really fun seeing that and you being able to pass that along you know it's uh it's really really cool so keep growing james
0: i'll keep growing um mike i've i've noticed that um you know you've been. You talk about God more, and um, and I, I like that. That really, you know, I don't know how your relationship is with God, but I, I know it's a loving one. And I, I know that you give him credit when credit is due, and uh, you've been doing that more lately. And and you've been trusting him a lot, even though you know over the past couple of years the shit has really hit the fan in your life and sobriety and you have come to god and you've come to your sponsor and you've come to your fellowship for everything and you've even though you've gone through the emotions you've you've really let let it go to god and and it's been an amazing ride and you've and i think you've become stronger for it and you've become more trusting for it and now you're seeing the benefits of, you know, really trusting and letting God open up your path. So that's been cool to watch. And uh, <clears throat> for Dennis, Dennis, uh, he, I love... Don't that. say my stomach. He gets up. Uh, <laughs> Dennis gets bright ideas and he runs with them until he gets bored. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, lately he's... He's he's found like a marriage of two of his wonderful things, like artistic stuff and Twitter. I was looking at his Twitter account, and he's in the past month or two, he's he's tweeted like over twelve thousand tweets, like over thirteen thousand now. And um, that is true growth, Dennis. That is true growth. uh, My
1: sponsor, my beg to
0: differ. But no, he's uh he what he's doing is he's he's talking to people and he's he's sending out, you know, comforting tweets to people and kindness. I mean, nothing out of his mouth is mean or devastating to others or accusing, you know, he's just uplifting and kind and he's doing it and he's it's like a part-time job for him. He would argue a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's <laughs> I hope to God he gets paid one day for it. Uh, so it's cool to watch him do that. To- I mean, te-
1: technically we are we are getting paid for it. And we are growing.
0: Okay, so that's all I got. Thanks. I'll be here all day.
2: Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. I mean, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be leaving, but you could stay here <laughs> if you would <if> <laughs> like. Just leave the recording going. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be interesting hearing when you have to go number two um (laughs) all right well this is fun this is a good one that's growth growth and recovery dennis good going did it feel good yeah yeah it felt good it felt felt real nice a lot of growth in there we'll be back next thursday sharing our experience strength and hope with you on episode 137 where the defective character is entirely right, have all these character defects removed. Remember, don't compare your insides to somebody else's outsides. And we'll see you next time. Woohoo!